Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. Hello and welcome to Southern Songs and Stories. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, with a preview of some upcoming episodes available on Public Radio WNCW, Osiris Media, Bluegrass Planet Radio, and SouthernSongsAndStories.com. Coming up, Amethyst Kia, who has Wary and Strange, the new album on Rounder, coming out in June. A live version of a song from Wary and Strange, as well as conversation from Amethyst Kia. Dom Clemens as well. Ben Nichols of the band Lucero. And a sample of their latest album, When You Found Me, and a new artist called Pony Bradshaw from North Georgia, talking a little bit about his reading habits in his new record, Calico Jim. The music you're hearing now is from Dom Flemons. It's the tune Big Head Joe's March, coming from the second disc of added material of that Prospect Hill reissue. Here's Dom Flemons on Southern Songs and Stories. I guess early on, I came across a record that really got me interested in old-time music. It's called Old Time Music at Newport, and it's a beautiful little record of the Newport Folk Festival from 1963, and it featured some wonderful recordings of Doc Watson, um, Jeans Cottrell from West Virginia, uh, beautiful recordings of Clarence Ashley, Doc Boggs, um, and then also um, Gene Ritchie. And that was one of the things that really got me interested in thinking about old-time music as something different from bluegrass. Before that, I would just mention Flat and Scruggs, the Monroe Brothers, the Blue Sky Boys, um, I mean, the Kentucky String Ticklers, the Teneva Ramblers, um, who were the string band that was, that was backing up Jimmy Rogers before Jimmy Rogers made records, and a great group there. Uh, Carter Brothers and Son, great, that's a great Mississippi group. The Mississippi Sheiks. Um, Martin Bogan and Armstrong and also the Tennessee Chocolate Drops is which is where the Chocolate Drops got got their name from. Let's see, um, Carl Martin, his solo recordings are really wonderful as well. Uh, Yank Rachel, Sonny Boy Williamson the first. Uh, those are some names I would mention of people that are um, kind of in the blues vein. Um, that are a bit more string band, a bit more folk based. Even Muddy Waters, there's a there are great recordings, the complete plantation recordings, where um, they are Alan Lomax's original field recordings of Muddy Waters, and he was actually in a string band at the time. And the lead player, Son Sims, uh, actually recorded with Charlie Patton. So there's this sort of interesting through line between Charlie Patton and Muddy Waters through this fiddler, and so it's kind of an interesting album in that way. But I could tell you a thousand songs. I mean, Rolling My Sweet Baby's Arms is one that I always would recommend to people. A song recorded during a hurricane. And, and um, 
and it's a has a frantic feel to it because it was you know mm-hmm. yeah that was a great that's a that's a great song um sitting on top of the world lonely one in this town i mean i could go on all day about the about beautiful songs that have uh, influenced me at, at some point or another this song is called firewater I mean, if I had to describe this album, I would say that it's um, it's definitely like Southern Gothic, which is typically, it's been used historically as a literary term to describe stories that have, that take place in the South, that have lots of Southern themes as the backdrop, but then the actual story is a little creepy or a little macabre or in some instances even supernatural with this record you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a little bit of country you're gonna hear blues and you're gonna hear there's like a couple of there's like a couple of phrases that i kind of use that are definitely appalachian there's a song called firewater that i wrote where one of the lines is i'm a ghost in the hall a haint in the room and haint is the southern appalachian term for haunt it's spelled H-A-I-N-T. So there's like little nuggets of things in there. On the floor. You're a pretty avid reader, am I right? That is true. I probably read more than I listen to music. Yeah. Tell us about Wendell Berry. You've got a quote in your press release that is uh, from a Wendell Berry uh, book, I imagine. Is that right? It's talking about work as a form of prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I, it, it, it feels like that to me. And, and Wendell Berry, his work was a, a big, you know, guiding light while I was making the record and approaching making a record. I think I read somewhere. <clears throat> I think it was a conversation between him and... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Gary Snyder, and they were talking about uh, less nutrients, more or uh, less glamour, more nutrients. And I was like, man, it, it seems like modern music is the opposite of that. And I wanted to approach it, you know, less glamour, more nutrients. And um, he's he's tough though for me. I feel guilty when I read him because I don't do half of the things that he recommends. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be. A better steward of the land and a part of your community and uh, it it makes me realize how lazy i am so but i love his work his essays his poetry his fiction i love it all well this is definitely a lucero record and it's and it's definitely kind of a first for a lucero record with the addition of since and if right. I threw out the names Foreigner and Love and Rockets, would that be too far <laughs> off the mark as far as where some of this is coming from, or as at least a parallel? Man, I love that. Um, I'm a fan of both of those bands, um, and yeah, I, this was kind of a. I didn't want to make a retro record in any way, but I did want to touch into some of that nostalgia and some of that. Uh, that sound that I grew up with just on kind of 80s rock and roll radio. Um, you know, later when I was 12 and 13, I, I found my own bands, uh, the punk rock bands or the uh, local bands uh, that, that definitely went into forming uh, what Lucero might become. Uh, but 
but there's that those childhood songs that you can't escape from your John Cougar Mellencamp and your Tom Petty and yeah your Foreigner and your Boston and all that stuff um, all that radio rock from the 80s I, there was a part of me that really wanted to incorporate some of that into Lucero songs and this was uh, this album is kind of my uh, love letter to that era um, I think we've still got a Lucero record like you said um, the songwriting I, is still uh, I think it's still kind of coming from the same kind of heart and soul um, but it's nice to experiment with some different sounds from time to time uh, Lucero has been known to go different directions for different albums uh, each one kind of has its own character and, and, and so this one has its own character as well Tune in for more from all of those artists in coming weeks here on Southern Songs and Stories, where we explore the music of the South and the artists who make it. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, reminding you that it always helps when you rate the podcast on the platform of your choice, and especially when you give it a good review. It helps other people just like you find out about these artists and the work we're doing here at Southern Songs and Stories. <laughs>